everyone. This is Anne Shine, author of a USNA Moms Journal. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm very, very excited to have as my special guest, Julie Haller, uh, who is uh, an amazing mid-mom and it has a lot of credit uh, to herself because she's also a grad of one of the military academies. And I'm gonna let her tell you all about herself. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for being here. For having me and congratulations on your podcast. That's super exciting. Um, so um, as Ann mentioned, I am an Air Force Academy graduate. I graduated in 1988 and um, my husband was my classmate. So we've been married for 33 years. So he's also USAFA 88 and he retired in 2014. I got out as a major to raise our four kids, all four of which went to the Naval Academy. So we like to joke that they went to the dark side, but at least we can all say, beat Army. So that's kind of our situation. That's so funny that, they, that all four chose Navy over Air Force. We seriously tried, especially our youngest was um, is a pole vaulter. So he was being recruited and Air Force wanted him. And it, I took him on his visit there, showed him my old stomping grounds, and he still still went for Navy. So. <laughs> Well, go Navy. What are you going to do? Exactly. Go Navy. Beat Army. Oh, so you have four children and they all chose uh, the Navy road. Yay. You have a lot of experience with this USNA journey. And I like to liken the USNA journey to a roller coaster ride because there are a lot of twists and turns, a lot of barrel rolls, highs and lows. And as a mom of multiple midshipmen, you have so many insights because each mid's journey is so different. How, how did you deal with the ups and downs of this roller coaster journey? I mean, roller coaster is a perfect way to describe it. I prayed that was the first thing I would do whenever, you know, with ups and downs that always put me in the right frame of mind, you know, so it's my first go to. Yeah. And then I wouldn't like overreact to things and to changes and to, you know, whatever is coming down the pipe. Yeah, I agree. Prayer, pray, I mean, for our family as well, prayer was such a just at the foundation of our whole uh, journey there. Yep. Kind of even things out, kind of put you on an even keel to face whatever you need to. Absolutely. And, and peace too, because sometimes calls, especially during plebe summer, and, and we had pretty good calls, but inside my head, I, I would be like, uh, 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 oh my goodness. <laughs> but I, I, you know, but I, I think just having prayed and just taking a breath allowed me to kind of take it in stride. And, and I'm sure you agree with that. Having as we mentioned, four mids. Did one mid prepare you for what the other was going through? Were you prepared for those moments that came along after the first one? I think somewhat I had an advantage because I was prepared having gone to the service academy. So I knew a lot of what to expect. But also each one, although they did prepare me, like you said, each of their journeys have been so different. So I've had, I've dealt with new things with each one. So, um, and interestingly, the ones that I thought would take things in stride struggled more. And the ones that I thought might struggle were just kind of took things in stride. So it was interesting not to pre-label what, how their journey would be and to let them go through it. That's a great point to not have a mindset of what their journey is going to be and just kind of then take it as it comes. I, I like, actually, I like that very much. 
what are one or two things from these very journeys that you've experienced with your mids that you have learned and that stand out to you as a USNA parent? Two things I would say. First one is trust the system. They're going to come to you with stories of crazy things they're doing. And you're going to be like, what are you doing that for? And the Naval Academy and all service academies have been training leaders for so long and are very successful at what they do, the tried and true system. So I'd say just trust it. And every little stupid thing they might be, you might think is stupid has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. So true. That is true. That. Yep. And then trust your mid because a lot of times you're going to hear things and a lot, especially if you're connected with other parents, sometimes you'll hear things that might be true, might not be true. You don't have the full story. And parents might seem to take things a little um, worse than the mids do. So trust how your mid is feeling about things and what they say and, and kind of use them as a, as a sounding board. But at the same time, I'd say always be ready to be an advocate for your mid. I mean, if something is wrong, be there, listen to them and, and be ready to, to guide them on how they can go about fixing things they don't agree with or they're struggling with. That is great advice. Yeah. And you were mentioning the, some of the things they do that, that are silly. I don't know if you've gone through this, but I went on a tiger cruise with my oldest and there were a whole uh, group of junior officers on the ship. And I asked them, did all of these things that the Naval Academy put you through, like begin to make sense? And they all said, yes, now we realize why, you know, the, the, uh, the child calls where we have to memorize things and rattle them off. And, and we have to read all these uh, news articles and, and just be ready to summarize and uh, the reef points and the prono quizzes. And, and it just requires you to memorize a massive amount of information in such a short time, and then be able to kind of synthesize it. And, and, and they said, that's, that's one of the things we do here on the ship is we have to look at all this information. So you're right. All these things that we think are silly or they even think are silly become valuable tools as they go out into the fleet. Did you find that at all? Actually, I, um, none of, I haven't done the Tiger Cruise, um, but yeah, they've all said the same thing. It's like they see more as they're out in the fleet, the purpose to, yeah. them, to, them, to the madness, I guess. They, they learn attention to detail. They learn getting dressed quickly, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's, you know, their uniform races they have, there's a purpose for that. Moving on to another aspect of being a parent. Friday is coming up for the class of 2025. And it's a tough emotional day for parents, for the incoming uh, plebes as well. And then right away, plebe summer begins. This year, it, it's a, it's a mod- modified I-Day again. So it, it, they're going to tuck and roll, jump out of the car. And then fortunately, parents get to come back to the yard for the swearing in for the oath of office, which is, I think, a a big plus. Um, So what are some things that you found helped get you through the seven weeks of plebe summer as a parent? I wrote a letter or a card every single day during plebe summer, and I knew it would help my mids, but it was really helpful to me. I would just kind of go through my day. Um, I'd put in jokes and inspirational quotes, and I think that helped me as as much as it helped them to get those. And then I also took care of myself. I challenged myself. I knew they were working out every morning. So every morning I try and make sure I try and get out either walk or jog like three miles at least a day. Just taking time for myself and also 
at that time, I would kind of think about what they were going through at the time. And it kind of gave me the, the motivation sort yeah. of for my self-improvement, I'd say. And last, probably the best thing that got me through was Waldo hunting, looking for pictures of them. <laughs> There's so many different photo pro programs that parents can join. And I, um, I mean, I got really, really proficient at locating my kids' ears and their elbows and the backs of their heads. So it was like a full-time job just looking for pictures of them. I remember it was, I, I was, I remember being glued to my chair, literally, well, I can't say 24 hours a day because I had two other kids. But yes, it, it became a full-time job. And I remember that I picked out my oldest mid, you know how they do the class formation where they have the class year. So I picked out my son in that one, my oldest, and then I picked out my daughter and I, I did it because I looked at the series of pictures. And like you said, that you recognize the ear. I was going through a series of pictures. I took out my magnifying glass and I found her ear right behind this person. And if you find one person, that is distinctive that you can always look for. And I finally found her face. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. It's like you clip through pictures enough and you're like, okay, that might be them hiding behind that person. And then, oh, yes, Eureka. <laughs> Did you go through this as well? Because especially with our first, I found all these pictures that I thought I could, so because they all look the same, the haircut and, and the Dixie cups and, and the same, you know, uniform. Plea Parent Weekend, I'm proudly showing him all these pictures and we get to a few and he, and he, and he says, mom, that's not me. Did that happen to you? Oh my gosh. So yes, so many times, especially with my first one, my son, my oldest son, um, he's like, mom, I promise you that is not me. And I had a, all these great pictures that I thought were him. I got, I think I got better as the years went on. And with the girls, it was easier. So, cause I had my oldest is my son, then two girls. And then my youngest, the, who's there now at rising, um, second class is my uh, son. So oh, bookend boys. Yeah. Yes. I have bookend boys too, with my, with my daughter smushed right in the middle. And you're right with the girls. It is, um, easier because of their hairstyles or like my daughter had, um, short, bob with uh with her glasses so i you know you always if they wear glasses you always look for the glasses and then some parents i don't i'm not sure if you did this they do the the colorful shoes as well or laces yeah that's always helpful as you navigate the seven weeks i really love that you challenge yourself to walk and jog every morning i did the same i would get up at the same time that they, they would get up so if they get up at five or five thirty then I would have some quiet time and I would actually pray as I was walking or doing my exercises. And I found that that in itself gave me a better start to the day. And I felt like I was kind of sharing in their journey too. And I think I'll be putting out a plea summer challenge for parents. So watch for that as well. From your experience, what can parents do to help best support their pleads as they go through plead summer? Touched on this before. I mean, plead summer is hard. So parents want to prepare themselves for them to not have a, to have a not so great phone call. They're going to complain and things might not be what you had expected. So I think first, I always tried to meet my mids where they were at first, because the last thing they wanted to hear is me, you know, not sympathizing with them. So I quickly sympathize, say, I know it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. They make it hard. Um, that's normal. You're feeling normal things. But I wouldn't dwell on that. I wouldn't sit in that. And I would um, quickly try to move on and not coddle them too much. 
And baby, I'm certainly wouldn't say things like, oh, if you don't like it, come home. I mean, really it's the time to be strong as a parent right. and to push them and motivate them. So remind them, why did they go in the first place? There's a reason they're there and they earned their position there and they can do it. Look at all the people that have gone before them. And I also always told them, I wish I had a dollar for every time I said this, just take it one evolution at a time. I mean, you break it down more than one day at a time. You know, it's the old thing. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's how you get through plebe summer. And I also reminded them that detailers can be really challenging and tough, but they can't stop time. That's a big one. Yes. Rises in the sunsets and you can start a new day. It's not too far away. And I don't know if your if your mids experienced this, but both of my mids, actually my my oldest probably had more of a defined day where I, I told them one day is going to be your day. And we learned this from some of our mentors where they're going to have a day that no matter what they do, even if it's perfectly, it's going to be a bad day. And I remember our oldest telling me on the phone call, because it had happened a few days before, uh, I, that he had really what you're saying, break it down to a minute at a time to the, to the next meal, to the, you know, to when they had to go to the next, I want to say activity, it became like a piece by piece throughout the day. And he said, when I finally made it, it was such a tough day, but it proved to me that I can make it through plebe summer. Did, did your kids have any, an experience like that? Um, I think each of them took turns having their day kind Mm -hmm. of thing. They look back on it and they're like, it gives them a lot of um, optimism to get and confidence that they can get through the rest. And that's part of what Cleve Summer is about, tearing them down to their lowest mm-hmm. so that they can build themselves and each other back up. So that's a big part of Cleve Summer. One of the things as parents that we can do is send care packages. And they're an important part of the puzzle that is the seven weeks of Cleve Summer. Uh, what were some of your former plebes? favorite care package items? Because that's always a big question and concern for the parents. And I think the tastes are fairly similar. So mine all like to have power bars, granola bars, protein bars, that kind of thing for energy mm-hmm. and um, fruit snacks. They all loved fruit snacks. So yeah. um, the, I would send tons of those. And then my youngest, he was, he loved, I mean, he was an athlete. And so for his like power snack before meat, he would always have cashews and peanut M&Ms. Okay. And so I would do bags and bags of those. And, send, and we still do, as a matter of fact, those get sent to him quite often because he loves his cashews and M&Ms. So they were pretty low maintenance. So as far as like other items, they didn't ever ask for like a bunch of other um, like cleaning items, that kind of stuff. They sort of handled that on their own. Okay. Yeah, we, we, uh, we got some requests too for... I think power bars are a big one. Did you discuss it beforehand or how did you determine what they wanted and and how much? Because their storage is also limited. Storage is very limited. And so the first one we packed ahead of time. So they helped determine that. And we mailed that either on iDay or right after iDay. And then we waited for the next phone call. So we sent probably every two weeks-ish a care package. So we'd wait for the next phone call and find out what they wanted or what they needed. And then sometimes they'd say, I'm good. I have tons of stuff still. And sometimes they'd tell me what they want. And then we'd send the next one. And then we'd wait for the next phone call and send the next one. That's very important to do because uh, with our, our oldest, 
I kind of went a little crazy. And I think with the first children, you always tend to go a little bit crazy. So we were sending like two packages a week. And when we moved him at, when he moved out, cause we don't move him out. Right. When he moved out and I, and I was helping him to clear out his room with at his sponsor's house, I found packages of Tide pens <laughs> that were brand new in the package. And I found a whole bin of snacks that I don't even think have been opened. And he's like, mom, I just never got to it. I had so much stuff. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't even have time to share it uh, because typically when they have leftovers, my daughter was really, really good at sharing. I don't mm-hmm. think this was, uh, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't send too much and wait for them to tell you, I think would be a good strategy. You think That's a great strategy. And also a lot of people are under the impression that every time they send something, they have to send a plastic container with a lid. Um, they don't need to do that. I think I did my first couple kids. I sent the first care package in one, right. but then after that, they're like, we get issued those. Um, and I don't have room to store them. So we just, the last two, I just sent in flat rate USPS boxes. I think like the medium flat rate box. That's great advice. That's great advice because yeah, they do have the limited storage and I did the same. I just sent the first box and then the rest, uh, was just in the flat rate boxes, which are great. Speaking about flat rate boxes, um, I don't know if any of your mids were summer, uh, plead summer detailers, but my oldest was a second set plead summer detailer. And his big complaint was that they had to carve time out of a very busy day to go down and walk down to the post office. They don't have like golf carts or anything. And then carry all the packages back to distribute to the pleads. So I know that sometimes parents get concerned because they don't receive their packages right away. It's longer than expected. Did you have kind of that experience or any of your mids uh, uh, detailers that may have gone through that? There is a delay in delivery. It's especially at the beginning. Um, because the post office is getting used to all the packages coming in that aren't post office boxes like they are during the school year. But my, I had one, my oldest son was a detailer. I'm trying to think, I think my one daughter did, she, she worked sleep summer, but she was on the um, shooting range. So she didn't really do that, but my oldest son did. And, and he was in a boot um, also because he had fractured his foot during leatherneck. So that was interesting. So yeah, that's, it, it is, it's a challenge because they're the ones responsible for sorting through all that stuff, lugging them back and then distributing them. So it takes time. So, so parents can definitely give them some grace for that and just they'll get them and, and they'll probably get a bunch of letters all at once because it's all backlogs, but they'll get them. And don't send huge, huge packages because that's why they say, you know, shoebox size packages because they've got to be carried and, and transported from the post office in Bancroft to the company area. So that's great advice for the parents. And I think I, I would either send a medium size box. Uh, I actually, we sent medium size boxes because it was like the shirt size and that fits a lot of stuff in there. So as we move on through plebe summer, the plebes get to call home three times, two, two to three times during plebe summer. And I like, I always like to say that the phone calls are a snapshot in time. We don't know what happened before. We're not going to know right away what happened after. So they may be in a great mood or they may be in a not so great mood. How did you prepare for the calls and um, how would you 
uh, suggest to parents that they prepare for their call? Always had questions, like a little note card for questions, kind of as I think of during the week that I think to, I'd write them down. So I kind of gather them up and I'd have those with me when they called. But the first thing I would always do is let them lead the conversation. Sometimes they would get on and just want to vent. And, and, you know, that's what we're there for, kind of to be a sounding board and let them vent. So I wouldn't be bombarding them with questions right away. Mm-hmm. And be prepared for parents for, like we mentioned, that phone calls may not be all sunshine and roses. So be ready to hear some venting and some complaining. But in the same token, just like you mentioned, it's a snapshot in time. So they can be really upset about something because they could have just gotten chewed out for something. And mm-hmm. you're all upset about it. And then they're over it after they get off the phone and, and vent it to you. So, so don't carry all that with you until the next phone call. Just kind of take it for what it was, a snapshot in time, and, and then move on. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I remember some things that... Uh, our pleas were worried about and the next phone call or the next letter, they were fine. They're like, what, what do you mean? I don't remember ever saying that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I agree so much too about listening. And in that vein, uh, how important in your opinion is it to keep what your plea tells you confidential? Extremely important. I think that there's some things you want to talk to, maybe talk to someone about to someone that you can trust is that maybe been through something similar and you can bounce things off of is great, but you don't want to definitely don't want to go be putting things on social media about things your plead said and he hates it there. He doesn't want to be there. And because that's, it's just best kind of keep that close to home. Yeah, yes, I agree completely. I remember that there was uh, something on on the yard when our son was a plebe and um, he had mentioned it, but told us to keep it quiet, to keep it to ourselves. And we did, but there was a parent that did not and they posted it all over social media. And what ended up happening is that the entire brigade had restrictions put on them. Uh, and so you don't ever want to violate that confidence. I would hate it if my, if my child felt like they couldn't tell me anything because I was going to publicize it. So I think that's, that's important. That's very good advice. I totally agree with that. Um, and I also want to point out, I want to circle back to being prepared for parents. Also be ready for the, when it's the time for the phone call for it not to be there mid phone number because it could be a detailer that had to loan them their phone for whatever reason so answer any calls that day basically because they may call even before the scheduled time or after because they could have watch or some kind of obligation during the phone call so don't panic if you don't get the phone call right at the scheduled time also yeah that's that's good to remember thank you julie we always talk about Pleep summer being hard and it's physically demanding, mentally demanding, emotionally demanding. But there are also some fun times and some pretty funny stories. <clears throat> I remember that our, our both of our mids just shared uh, some stories that we remember to this day. I just wrote about one in my latest blog post. Can you share a funny pleep summer story that doesn't violate confidentiality? <laughs> yeah. So um, one was speaking of phone calls, my oldest daughter called and right almost probably right after we got on the phone, she's like, 
talking really funny. And I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, my nose is bleeding. And she's holding her nose with her fingers so she could still talk. I'm like, honey, you need to go take care of that. She's like, no, I don't want it to get on my white uniform. Finally convinced her. She's like, they're not going to let me call you back. I just got on the phone. And she was super worried. We convinced her, you got to let the detailer know. So she talked to him. They hung up. And, and then probably about 30 minutes later, they let her call back and get the rest Aww. of her time and everything. But, you know, so she was so worried about it. And in the end, they were very, the detailers were very helpful, got her all taken care of. And so it's also kind of a lesson that they're not out there to, to be mean all the time. They're, you know, they're taking care of the plebes also. So hopefully parents can sort of take some solace in that. And then my youngest, of course, he had three that had already gone through. So he knew, kind of knew the, some of the games during plebe summer. And so he would look around for the photographers because there's always people on base taking pictures. They have ones that are, you know, parents that just happen to be there or there's actually the hired photographers for the photo program. And he would just perfectly look for them and then give them this, what we always used to laugh at, his Chandler Bing smile. I don't know if you're familiar with friends, but yes. Chandler couldn't smile when they tried to take pictures. It was always like a goofy grin. Uh -huh. So Jack would do this goofy grin purposely every time because he knew <laughs> we'd see it and know, like, okay, Jack's fine. He's being, you know, he's being Chandler Bing. So it was so fun Waldo hunting because every picture we'd see and he'd be like, you know, everyone else wouldn't even see the photographers and Jack would be staring right at him <laughs> with that goofy grin. I have so many pictures like that. So oh. they have fun. They managed to, to have fun. And, and that's one thing I told them all before they went that I learned is that there's little pockets of time to have fun and, and it's things that might seem really silly to the outside person that you're getting so much joy and fun out of these silly little things, but find those pockets of joy and, and have fun where you can. Thank you for mentioning that because we tend to focus so much on how hard it is and it's really heartening at, at least to a parent's heart and probably to the, to the incomings themselves that there are times when they can kind of just let loose and, and have fun. And I remember with our old, they were having some sort of a competition with the other companies. And so their detailer got them together and said, okay, whoever can take a guide on from another company is going to get carry on for the whole, for our whole like company for, I don't know, for the week, the rest of the week, whatever, whatever it was. And 20 minutes later, my son comes walking up with a guide on <laughs> and the detailer was shocked. He's like, what happened? He's like, well, it was just there. And here it is. <laughs> so he was a hero for like a day because he got carry on for the whole company. So they do have those like little moments where they do uh, have fun and they have competitions. So uh, thank you so much for that reminder. And I, I know that this, uh, this motto is really big. I'm not sure if it's as big at Air Force or West Point, but I know for Navy, as a Navy parent, Semper Gumby becomes a life philosophy. And it's something that you and MIDS carry forward in their, in their journey and, and even in my personal life. How has being Semper Gumby been helpful to you in your journey as a USME parent? We never really said that at Air Force, but I learned it really fast when my first mid and it's it like you said, it's helped me not just at, through their mid journey, but through life just to to realize that things are going to change, especially the military. Nothing's set until it's done. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah. orders change quickly, summer assignments change within a couple of days. So you have to really learn to be flexible or you'll just stress out. I mean, you'll be pulling your hair out. So just adopt that philosophy and just be flexible, go with the flow. And it, it just will make your time by the bay so much easier for you and for your mid. And uh, I, I assume, because you've also been a, a Facebook page admin for uh, several years. So is that something that you feel that parents find valuable, the Semper Gumby kind of uh, adopting the Semper Gumby mentality? I'm, so I'm the admin for the, um, the 2023 parents page. And that was probably one of the first words of wisdom I imparted to them with the big, you know, big picture of Gumby and, you know, said Semper Gumby and explained the whole philosophy. And over and over, they've always come back and something will happen. And now it's like all part of their vernacular, Semper Gumby. So I think it's, it's definitely something to, that everyone learns quickly and takes to heart. And we, we, we discussed this a little bit, but I want to emphasize for the new parents out there that although plebe summer and plebe year are full of difficulties and just challenges, uh, I'd like to focus on some great opportunities as well that come along for plebes, uh, fun times and great memories that mids and parents are able to enjoy. Can you tell us a little bit about one of your mid's favorite memories or a memorable moment in your journey that really jumps out? Thankfully, there's a lot more um, memorable, um, joyful moments than there are the bad ones. So, and this is coming from a parent who one of my mid's was going to quit their plebe year. I mean, every time we talked to them, they were leaving and they were so thankful that we didn't make that easy for them because after, you know, after their plebe year, they were just so it was a night and day. My oldest favorite memory was from plebe summer and it was during zero block. So that's the time when they have finished their finals. They don't have classes and they're kind of waiting for commissioning. Some have assignments, but a lot of them don't. They just have a lot of free time and, and they get a lot of free time to, to take it all in and to see where they've been and to just finally feel like normal people again and part of the brigade instead of plebes. So that was kind of his, his favorite memory of all his four years. And my one daughter, very similar favorite memory was my, um, so not my oldest daughter, but my youngest daughter was also right before they climbed Herndon and they were all messing around in the, in the hallways. They were riding scooters and skateboards and taking in their last, basically last time as a plebe. And and then they'd be plebes no more. My oldest daughter, her favorite memory is more towards graduation. She said she also met her hus now husband. He was her classmate. So I have a son-in-law that's also a mid and a grad. And so aside from meeting him, it was also graduation. She said throwing those covers up was just something she'll never forget. When they all tossed their covers, it was just an amazing, and it kind of encompassed everything that they'd all been through and that release of tossing up those covers. And then my youngest, who is, like I said, is a rising junior, he was able to be a squad leader for sea trials, which was great for him because their class, because of COVID, didn't get to do sea trials or hard. Oh, did they do like a virtual something or another? Yeah, they did. I don't think my son even did anything with it. So to be able to be a part of it, he was their training, the police training corporal the first semester, and then to take them through sea trials and lead them and for their kind of one of their final acts as a plea. He, 
think that was just the best thing. So. Oh, those are good memories. Yeah, it's neat. Good memories. And then for you, what was what was something that stands out to you as a parent? I would have to say it's probably a toss up between Cleve Parents Weekend for all of them. I mean, just seeing them after getting through Cleve Summer and seeing them in those whites, it's just, it's, it's indescribable. And it's such a beautiful weekend. And then commissioning week, just the whole week, just everything, the, seeing the blue angels and seeing them in their elements, you know, after they've come so far and then they're getting ready to move out into the fleet. Just and, great and memories. Together with each other, I just enjoyed with our oldest because our daughter was 2020. So of course we're the infamous class with the virtual commissioning. Yeah. But uh, with our oldest, we had the opportunity to host his friends over to, to just see them enjoy, to hear the stories over the four years and just see the, the strong relationships and the camaraderie that developed through those challenges and difficulties and fun times into the friendships that really a lifetime. So true. I mean, I'm still like best friends with my freshman roommate at the Air Force Academy. And we have so many bonds and friendships that have lasted the 33 years since we graduated. And my kids saw that. And then now they're experiencing it now that they're in the fleet and they're still, you know, they know they have these friends that will be there no matter what, no matter how far apart they are, the seas that separate them, they're still lifetime bonds. They are, they're lifetime bonds. I see that with my dad, who's a uh, 59 grad. And that's the other thing that I think is so marvelous too, is when this spans generations, it, uh, a, a mid or a plebe can meet a graduate and talk about plebe summer or talk about uh, pro-trimid or talk about really anything in the journey. And there's an immediate connection and an immediate understanding. And I assume with Air Force, it's as well. My father-in-law, my husband's dad, is a 60 grad from the Air Force Academy. And then my brother was a 74 grad. So it really like yeah. broke the trend. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they followed their own path. So I guess that's a good thing. My dad was actually in the Air Force also, my mom and my dad. But my dad went through OTS because he was older so they okay. didn't even have the air force academy at the time so he he did ots and my, my mom got out after she got pregnant with my oldest brother so but they were both air force yeah definitely a lot of air force in there a lot of lots of air force in there. and a family with a heart for service too so thank yes. you all for your service oh. yeah. and same you too okay i'll take it for my kids and my dad to wrap up this whole experience looking back you have a 14, a 16, a 19, a 23, and um, thinking, wow, because I'm doing well with three who received their appointments. Uh, and you have four that just are your last is going through and, and finishing. You and your husband are Air Force Academy grads, as, we, as we've discussed as well. You have counseled so many incoming families and new families uh, with all the experience that you have. What advice would you give to incoming parents, as well as any current parents, about the USNA journey? I tell all the parents that I talk to is to find a battle buddy or two or three. They're so important. Just having someone that you feel comfortable talking to and, and just going through not just the hard times, but you know the joys and the celebrations with yes. in a a good place to start with that is to, to join the um, 
the community, parent communities out there. There's one for every class on Facebook, and then there's the big community. There's your, you have your mid moms and more um, groups. I mean, there's several of them, and I join them all because there's just so much information out there, and sometimes it can be too much information, and it can be overwhelming. Yes. Um, so I, I tell, I always tell my parents, I said, you know, read through it, but you're going to get advice from all different sources, always consider your source, but also the people have gone before you and they've been there. And, and that's a really, really good place to get advice and to get reassurance on things. Uh -huh. But when it comes down to like technical stuff about your class, the best place is to go to the smaller group in your class, because that that's where you're going to know what's pertinent and relevant for right now. Cause you know, someone that had a mid graduate 10 years ago mm -hmm. may not have the up-to-date information that your, your class is going to have. So it's um, true. And with all the changes lately to uh, last year, and then this year having shifted to a virtual environment and just how things have to change, even though I had a 20 and well, and you have a current mid, the things just really change and, and pivot in different directions. So it is important to get current information and your class page. And actually, uh, I think you'll agree once plebe summer is over, your plebe and your midshipmen is gonna be the best source of information, but you may cry it out of them at times because they may volunteer it. Have you found that? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. That's also very great advice is to, which goes back to trust your mid. You may hear things on these, on the pages and, and like, oh, so-and-so said this, but always check with your mid because what there, it might be true for them. The parent may be telling exactly what's happening, but every company is different. And even, you know, the battalions are different. So what might be rules or regulations for one may be different for the other. So before jumping to conclusions and assuming that that's exactly what's going on with your mid, check with them and they'll know. They know. They know their mid regs. They know what they can and can't do. So trust them and bounce things off them. Sometimes, like you said, there's sometimes like, oh, I have to do this right now and I can't get hold of my mid. And, and it's great. Always, always feel comfortable to ask questions in the parents' pages. Don't feel like there's no stupid questions. Sometimes the answer might be, you, we can't tell you because your mid's only when he knows, but, um, right. but other than that, people are really willing to give advice and help. And, but I've been, I'm going on now 11 years as a, as a straight, you know, as a mid parent. So, cause there's been, there were no breaks in between and it goes so fast, you know? So that's the other last part of advice. Don't blink because it goes so fast. And it's, I mean, it does, it's plebe year may seem like it's dragging. And then you look back and you're like, Oh my gosh, now my son's a rising junior. I can't believe it. He's going to be a second class. Um, so your son's going to be a second class. And looking back, it, everything seems to have flown by. And the important thing is, and I've, and I've discussed this with several people. I've learned it from my mentors. Just uh, enjoy every moment, right? Definitely. I mean, soak it all in because it does. It goes fast. And there's so many joyful moments. And tr when you can get to the yard to see your mid, especially now that it's opened back up with after the COVID restrictions, um, you know, make an attempt to get there. But I also always tell my parents, don't feel pressured to be keeping up with what every other parent is doing just because they're able to go there every week. You know, that's, that's okay. We didn't, 
get to go out. We were in Georgia and Ohio when ours were there, you know, in Georgia now. And we don't get to go out, at, you know, all the time. So that is, it'll be okay. That is great advice. Uh, do what you can do and do what's right for your family. And that's, and, and, and that's what uh, you do. The other thing I'd like to kind of mention is as you're seeking advice, I always found it helpful to reach out to the admins in my class page first before I went and posted like publicly on a parent page just to uh, kind of seek counsel one-on-one. Sometimes things can get content, depending on, everybody has different opinions on different things. For example, having lunch at King Hall on Plea Parent Weekend. I have seen uh, posts go up on some of the bigger pages. Should we have lunch at King Hall? And everybody's opinions all over the place and it gets very contentious. So would you, would you agree or would you counsel um, that maybe for some things it would be better to reach out to the admins in your, on your page or to an individual rather than a whole group before you have an opinion? That's very good advice because your admins, for the most part, when we set up the class pages, it's someone that has had a previous mid. So they, you know, the, they call the pages BLB for blind leading the blind, but they're not really totally blind because there's always someone, the admin that starts it um, has an older mid. Right. So they are always a great place to start with questions. And, and I, sometimes if I see that happening on my page, I will go and, and direct message the person myself and try and, and help them out. Because things get lost sometimes when you when you post something like that with King Hall. Um, <laughs> I you know, that. I will say none of my kids on uh, their plea. I asked. I mean, it goes back to ask. Always ask your mid. Mine yes, were like, nope, get us out of there. But you can go back second class parents weekend, and it's a whole different story. Then they want you there. They so. want you there. I know. That's that's my whole thing. Uh, is especially, well, since I opened the can of worms, I'll step into it. Our plebes did not want to stay on the yard. They were ready to get out. And the other thing is if they're allowed to go see their, their uh, quarters in Bancroft, I remember, especially our oldest was a little bit more uptight. And he just said, don't look in the direction of the detailers don't speak to the detailers, just walk to my quarters and we're walking out. I'm like, well, can I at least say hi? I don't want to be rude. Say hi, but that's all. (laughs) So always like what you were saying, always ask your mid, always respect their wishes because they're going to be the ones that have to clean up the mess after you leave. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Mine, um, some of mine were the same way. Just don't talk, just go, let's see my room and we're out of here. And then when we went to see my youngest room, he had like detailers coming in and they were like stealing hot sauce from each other or something. So it was like, <laughs> it's such a different atmosphere. It's pretty funny. So, well, yeah. I just, uh, I told a story uh, recently in one of my blog posts and you can find my blog on usnamedmomsandmore.org where my daughter, who of course had her older brother and, and therefore was a little bit more cheeky than the older brother. I guess she and her roommates had not gotten into their racks, turned off, you know, lights out. And so the detailer comes in and asks, it's lights out. Why are you all not in your racks and lights out? And and my daughter finds nothing better to say than, well, sir, we were waiting for you to read us a bedtime story, sir. (laughs) And she said, 
face got so red and and he was trying to like not laugh so he walked out i guess kind of chuckled outside where they couldn't see him at least and came back in with a semi straight face and said no story tonight lights out you know <laughs> but they do have those those moments where where it's just it's funny and and we always remember that i'm sure you have tons of stories yeah just like we've mentioned finding those little pockets of joy and those little little you know times they know you know they know the lines not to cross but yeah. if you can have you know that kind of a rapport with your detailers there's that that that's perfectly fine and it lightens the mood all the time it does it does and i think it depends on the detailer too on their yeah, and they know they know who they can you know they know the the detailers and where they can we're keeping everything still professional, but they know. Right. And they, that prepares them for the fleet too, because each commanding officer is going to be different. So you have to adapt yourself to their styles. So everything I think ends up being a lesson. Which circles back to what we said. It all has purpose. <laughs> there you go. Well, Julie, thank you so much. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that you'd like to add, uh, but I'm going to give you a minute if you need to add something or if you'd like to say anything extra to the parents. I think you kind of covered a, a pretty much everything. I just, I just want to stress to the parents that it's just a wonderful journey and it's a wonderful opportunity. Try not to stress over things and let things go and not worry about things because otherwise it makes what could be just a wonderful time really hard and difficult. And that's not going to help your med either. So if you're always stressed about things also, I guess that would be the, I would like to leave it with that is just, just find the joy and enjoy your time. By the bay, as a mid-parent, it's amazing. And you meet so many other parents and make so many also make lifelong friends from the journey. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, for the parents out there, if you have a question, you can always uh, message me or message Julie. If you're in your parent page, message your admins if you have questions. And all the parents, as you mentioned, and I mentioned my book, uh, are here to, to help you because we've all walked through uh, this uh, path. Uh, thank you again for joining me. If you would like to read my blog, again, it is on usmamidmomsandmore.org. And uh, thank you for tuning into my podcast. And I hope to see you or hear you at the next episode. Thanks so much and go Navy. Beat Army. Got it.